Do not be afraid. Next week, a number of students from the Newman Center will be going on mission trips all over, all over, all over around here. But I'm taking a group to Los Angeles. There's a, a group going to Peru uh, and elsewhere. And one of the people was sharing with me, she said, I've never done a mission trip. I'm going to a foreign country, and there's all these scares about travel and getting sick. And she said, you know, Father, I feel totally at peace. I'm not worried at all. I've done the precautions they told me to do, but God put this on my heart. God knows where I'm at, and he has a plan. 1 John 4 says, perfect love casts out all fear. And when we know that God is with us, we have nothing to be afraid of. Today, God calls Abram to leave his land in Genesis 12. Go forth from the land of your kinsfolk and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make of you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. Abram went, Abram went as the Lord directed him. That is really scary. Like, in this time, what you had was your land. You know, this is my land. It's from my family. This is my inheritance. I'm surrounded by my family members around me in this neighborhood. And God is asking me to let go of all that. I'm going to have no inheritance. What am I going to give my kids? I'm not going to have any support like family members around me. What if something goes wrong? And you want me just to go off and be a stranger somewhere? So God is asking him to do something that's really scary. And he says, if you do this, I have a plan to bring you great blessing. And Abraham, Abraham, his name becomes Abraham later, our father in faith, listens and follows. Why does he follow? Why does he do that? Because God's calling him. Because God has a plan to bless him. And the truth is, he wants to bless every one of us. And so he's going to call us from where we're comfortable and to take a road that might not be easy, but it will be worth it. This is true for every person who's ever discerned, say, a religious vocation. Well, for every person, period. But I think of, like, religious vocations. Someone was sharing with me this story of a, a sister who spoke at the women's conference the other week and, and how she had, uh, had her, her, her boyfriend had proposed to her, even. It's like, I want this road of marriage with you. But she felt in her heart that God was calling her to something different. And now, years later, as a religious sister, she gave this talk at the women's conference, and everyone in the room is like, Sister, you are exactly where you need to be. But that's hard. There's a, there's a young lady from, uh, who graduated from the Newman Center, and after one year at a very good veterinarian school, she's like, this is great, but I feel like God's calling me to himself, 
And now she's applying to the Sisters of Life. Why is she doing that? Because she feels God calling her, the God of peace, the God of blessing. And when that perfect love is there, the fear fades away. So how do we know that God's speaking? What do, how, do we, how do we stay close to that? In our gospel today, Peter, James, and John go up the mountain with Jesus. So they're, they're with Jesus. Jesus is God. Jesus is the one who knows the path. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And so what's yours and my job is to stay close to him. To stay close to the Prince of Peace. The one who knows what's going to come ahead. And they experience this glory. They, they see Jesus transfigured before them. And they hear this voice from the heavens. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. What is happening there is that as they, as they draw close to Jesus, they're drawn into that intimate relationship between Jesus and his father. Which is what prayer is for all of us, that, that as we draw close to God, we're drawn up in the love of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, the God of the universe, the God of love, the God of everything. And, and they're overcome with that, that peace and his glory, and they want to stay there. They want, why would we want to go anywhere else? Let's just stay here forever where it's, it's good. But Jesus doesn't want them to stay there. Because between here and heaven, where that glory and peace will be even greater and last forever, there's a journey to get us there. And almost in a sense, any, any moment of peace and joy and glory that you and I have experienced is really meant to be a foretaste of heaven, to be a reminder of the good things that God has in store for us, to persevere through times that might be difficult and hard. And in the scriptures, we're given the transfiguration, and Jesus says at the end that tell no one about this until my death. That we see the early church fathers recognize Jesus gives them this experience because what's going to happen next is he's going to walk the road to Calvary, to the cross. Well, that's the road we're on in Lent, right? That we're, we're walking the road to the cross, and that's really hard, it, almost scandalous, that there's going to be suffering and difficulty. But Jesus says, it's okay. Do not be afraid, because I will be with you. Remember, our, we had a Newman Knight speaker last year, and I mentioned this before, and I love his image of, he said, in the face of fear, what helps you and I to not be afraid is if somebody that I know loves me holds my hand. That if somebody who loves me stands there with me when I am afraid, that suddenly I don't feel so scared. And so whatever our difficulties, whatever this journey that we're on, Jesus promises that he will be with us every step of the way. And that whatever fears we have, we, we can bring them to him. And he says, it's okay. It's going to be worth it. I was speaking to a woman recently 
who went to the doctor and she had a whole bunch of tests done. They saw a lot of bad things and they did a biopsy and all this stuff and, and she's now waiting to go back to the doctor to find the results out. And she, believe, she thinks, she's like, the doctor basically hinted that he thinks I have pancreatic cancer. And I said, well, how are you doing? And she said, Father Matt, I know this sounds crazy, but I feel joy. Like what, you just got like a death sentence that you could die in two months. And she said, I feel so blessed. I feel joy. What is joy? Joy is having that which we desire. What is it that we desire? We were made our hearts to be fulfilled with God himself. Nothing but God himself can fulfill our desire and truly give us joy. Nothing but him and his holy will. And if this is where he has me on this cross, in the midst of this suffering, but I know that he is with me, if this is his will, then why would I want to be anywhere else? We are not afraid because we know that Jesus is with us. And that somehow all the things that are happening in my life and in the world are part of his perfect plan, his will to bring me from this place to the place of unending glory and joy. That's never been more important than, than now. With college students, I know they battle anxiety and fear. In, in our world where there's, there's so much fear right now, one, this week one of our uh, alums from NAU, uh, she, she works for Channel 12, and so she came up and she's doing some reporting, and she's like, oh, I'm up because TGen North, they received the coronavirus and they're gonna be doing some testing on it and stuff. And, and I said, uh, I, was, I was trying to insert some humor into the situation. And I said, uh, what's the coronavirus? <laughs> not really a good joke, but I was like, <laughs> she's like, Father Matt, I was like, no, I'm just kidding, I just, but it's, there's so much fear, there's concern, there's, you know, and it, it is scary, right, that this is spreading and it's causing deaths, as of today, 3,646, you know, with whatever, 100,000 plus cases, but it's interesting, when I talk to, I talk to medical people that I know, they say, Father Matt, they said, look, um, the flu every year like, results in three to five million cases with about 290,000 to 650,000 deaths every year. Like, a ton's worse. Both are scary. Both are a reason to wash our hands and do all that stuff. But we have this reason to be afraid, right? But the truth is, every one of us is going to get sick at some point. Every one of us, actually 100% of us, are going to die. But the disease that we really need to be afraid of is sin. Because sin causes permanent death. But Jesus shows us the way to conquer sin, the way to not be afraid of sin, and it's the cross. That by having the courage to go to the cross, to face the difficulties in life, to bring our sin before him, and to face it, that we have nothing to be afraid of. That neither die, life nor death, 
nor principalities, nor powers, nor present things, nor future things, that nothing can separate us from the love of Jesus Christ. And so St. Paul exhorts us today, it's okay, bear your hardship for this gospel with the strength that comes from God. He saved us and called us to a holy life according to his design. He destroyed death and brought life. And he invites us this day to say yes to the gospel, to say yes to the cross, to bring to him our sin, our brokenness, our fear, our anxiety, to let him carry that with us, knowing that that journey will bring us to that destiny of unending glory and joy and peace in him. It will not be easy, I guarantee you that. But he invites us, do not be afraid, because I will be with you every step of the way.